Hello, South Dakotans. Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Dakota Rustler Show. I thank you, Arbel, for that introduction. I've got a lot of things I want to cover today, so let's just get right into it. The first thing I need to do is make a correction on last week's podcast. I stated that the IRS was going to target those making more than 40000 I spoke incorrectly. I meant to say 400000 However, the number is kind of irrelevant because that's not going to change the fact that they're actually going to come after the people who can't afford lawyers and fight back. And that means you, me, and everyone else that's making, say, 100000 or less, you know, especially those making under fifty. We can't afford the lawyers. They're going to be coming after us. Don't let yourself believe they're actually going after the rich people. They're not. There'll be some notable cases to make it look like it, but they're not. Uh, with that said, the correction done, let me get to the usual part that I start off with. And that is you can support this show by going to dakotarustler.org, clicking on the contribution donation link and or the merchandise link by purchasing merchandise. This will be the next to last episode of season two. My final podcast for the season will be next week. After that, I'm going to take a couple weeks off and see if I can get some more products on the merchandise page. So check that out. With that done, let's get right into it and go to tidbits. <clears throat> Number one, local high school. I've been working the last few days in the Watertown School District here in northeastern South Dakota. They're doing a big fancy remodel job over the summer. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is a little scratchy today but they're doing this total remodel job and I will admit for the most part it's nothing fancy a lot of the walls are painted brick painted concrete block you know drywall you know most of the school isn't extravagant at all you know the way it should be it's you know taxpayer dollar it shouldn't be anything extravagant however all of the bathrooms and there's a bunch of them in this school are getting tile floors, tile walls, and the thing with the walls is it's in a herringbone pattern. Well, herringbone patterns take two to three times as long to install, which means it's a lot more costly. It's unnecessary. It doesn't need to be fancy. The tile floors, yes, I can see why you'd want a tile floor in the bathroom. Supposedly, they're easy to clean. However, this costs a lot more than what an epoxy floor would. Epoxy would be a lot cheaper. It's just as easy to clean. It's easy to repair. And tile, even though the grout has come a long way since then, I mean, the grout is what goes in between the tile to protect supposedly prevent water leakage behind it it's still not perfect it can still be subject to mold and mildew so you still have the upkeep with the tile which costs more money 
So there's a lot of money going into this that could be saved, you know, less burden on the taxpayers. And a couple other things I noticed was some of the ceiling tile, actually trapezoid tiles, which cost more money to install because it's, you know, more time consuming work. The principal's office and the assistant principal's office, instead of just being stamped on the door window like it is in schools. When I went to school, they got these big, fancy, three-dimensional block letters that are on opposing posts outside of each doorway. And it's on opposing posts, no matter which direction you're coming from, it's easy to spot. Well, these things probably cost, I'd, my rough guess would be 20 to 30 bucks a piece for each letter. How many letters are in assistant principal and principal combined? 28. You know, you double that, that's 56. That's 30 bucks a piece. You're talking over $1,600 just for lettering when you could put a stamp on a principal's office and the assistant principal's office door for you know a tenth of that cost probably so there is some waste going on again you know i've been getting on government schools this year in a number of my podcasts and i'm getting on them again you know this just re-emphasizes to me that schools waste money where they don't have to they should be trying to scrimp and save everywhere they can to save the taxpayer money because most of the taxpayers out there are paying for this they don't have bathrooms anywhere near as fancy as what the school does so yeah if the school's doing something fancier than the average taxpayer they shouldn't be doing it so that's my opinion on that Number two, China tariffs, and I've got my handful of notes here, so I'm going to read off of those. Biden is rethinking China tariffs. China's war games near Taiwan has Biden officials thinking whether to scrap some tariffs on China. Remember when the Democrats belittled Trump for wanting to increase tariffs on China due to unfair trade practices? They went out and they constantly preach at tariffs on foreign countries or nothing more than a tax on Americans because it increases the cost. Well... What they're thinking of doing now is swapping tariffs. They want to reduce some and increase others in order to fight inflation. So things that everybody buys, they want to reduce the tariffs on to supposedly save us money. While things that maybe only the rich people buy would get increased tariffs. You know, they also state that tariffs add to consumer prices. Well, yet they don't seem to be able to understand that increasing taxes on corporations, which is part of their minimum corporate tax deal, also increases cost to consumers. As I've stated numerous times, businesses do not pay taxes. People do through higher prices. Why do they seemingly understand this with tariffs, but they don't understand it with taxes? You know, yes, it, they both increase costs. Tariffs, at least, I'm not a big protectionist, but tariffs at least help protect American jobs when countries are doing unfair trade practices. 
the latest debate on tariffs is in response to Pelosi's trip to Taiwan and China's reactive with missile strikes in it. Well, not in Taiwan, but around Taiwan, basically doing their power play. So now, of course, Washington and Biden administration need to do their power play. And this is all going to feed into my main topic of the Americas and why we need to get away from the other side of the world and concentrate on our part of the world, the Western Hemisphere. Biden has not made an official decision on any of this. I mean, Biden hasn't made a decision on anything since becoming president. We all know he's a puppet for the hard-wing liberal left. So, yeah, he's not making decisions. Uh, the Trump tariff exemptions numbered over 2,200 items. So, were there really any tariffs? But Biden has only reinstated 352 of them since taking office. So the fact is we actually have more tariffs on China now than when Trump was in office. So yeah, Democrats love tariffs every bit as much as the Republicans do. Number three, Colorado oil and gas leases. Biden loves to get on TV and say that the oil industry needs to pump 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 they need to put more oil out there so we can reduce the price per gallon however the blm which is bureau of land management which is under the biden administration has paused all oil and gas leasing on 2.2 million acres in colorado why well, supposedly it failed to consider climate change impacts. And the Sierra Club and other people who are all behind this, naturally they would be involved, want new analysis to be done. So I guess we're going to delay oil and gas lease production in Colorado on 2.2 million acres. So this isn't going to help lower prices at all. Another consideration is the Colorado sage grouse. Supposedly the Colorado sage grouse is endangered and, you know, near extinction. Who knows? You know, I don't care whether it's a Colorado sage grouse, a South Dakota sage grouse, a Pennsylvania sage grouse. You know, when we're putting animals before the economic well-being of America... <clears throat> something's wrong i mean i'm all for you know environmentalism protectionism protecting endangered species etc but there's got to be a dividing line between that and the overall well-being of the economy so this is something that needs to be eliminated and for you people in california or who go to california and regular on a regular basis this area is in the north fork valley i have no idea where that is i'm going to assume it's in the northern part of colorado but i don't know sometimes things are labeled kind of weird <clears throat> number four california nuclear energy California Governor Newsom wants to give PG&E a $1.4 billion loan to keep the life of the Diablo Canyon power plant going. 
The nuclear plant was scheduled to shut down by 2025. However, it's now being delayed supposedly until 2030 or 2035, somewhere in that range. California wants to be 100% clean energy by 2045. Again, I, without some major improvements in technology, this isn't going to happen. We're always going to need fossil fuels. <clears throat> it would also exempt the new... Uh, let me get this right here. It was also exempt the PG&E from some environmental issues and laws. So, hey, here in the state of California, or I should say there in the state of California, you know, where environmentalism is the big thing, you know, everything causes cancer in California, they're going to exempt PG&E, who loves to start forest fires because they don't know how to run their business, they want to exempt them from environmental laws, you know, talk about hypocrisy, you know, California would be better just dropping off the map and into the ocean, if you ask me. No offense to you Californians. PG&E is also applying for federal aid. And as I said, this is the same company that starts forest fires because they can't manage their electrical lines and they can't avoid rolling blackouts and everything else. Do we need them running anything? I mean, seriously. Ah, uh, number, well, that's actually it until we get into the main topic. So let's take our break right now. I'll be back in 50 seconds. For all things Dakota Rustler related, please visit dakotarustler.org. The website contains links to media sites, a merchandise store, and a button to donate to the show. Your support helps to pay for expenses of production, as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back. Uh, just a reminder, the show is available on Audible, Buzzsprout, iHeart, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Telegram, and maybe a few others that linked in. Uh, let's get to the main topic, the Americas. I'm running behind time here, so I'm going to try and cover this quickly. The Nicaragua. Nicaragua the Nicaraguan, oh man, hard time getting that one out. The Nicaraguan government ordered the closure of a radio station because they come out in opposition to President Daniel Ortega. Does this remind you of U.S. censorship on social media? The Biden administration wants to censor certain social media outlets because they're not being politically correct in doing everything the Biden administration wants to do. Well, the Nicaraguan government is ordering the closure of a radio station. Uh, radio Daria was one of the last remaining stations critical of Ortega, who already closed down seven Catholic radio stations, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you need to remember Nicaragua is a small country. So apparently if you lick 
live in Nicaragua and you run a radio station, you do not have anything that resembles First Amendment rights that we have here in America. And even here in America, we're starting to lose those rights with all the censorship going on in social media. Uh, the excuse that Nicaragua gave was that the station didn't meet technical requirements. So I guess technically speaking up against the government or technically sucking up to the government must be a requirement in Nicaragua. So yeah, if you live in Nicaragua, you don't have a whole lot of free speech rights over the air. And I imagine you probably don't have a whole lot elsewhere either. You know, as I said, you know, in previous podcasts, we need to quit concentrating on all these countries halfway around the world. And let's start concentrating on the countries right here at home. Nicaragua isn't that far away. It's in Central America. Let's try and make life better for those people so they don't want to constantly rush up here into America and present an immigration problem. Uh, with that, another Latin American country, this one in South America, Ecuador is under attack from crime gangs, and the method of attack is rampant explosions. Ecuador has had 145 so far this year. Increased violence is due to drug gangs trying to control the drug trades. Well, this brings me back to my view on legalizing drugs. As I've always said, taking drugs if you don't need them is a completely stupid idea, but everyone should be free to destroy their own lives if they're idiotic enough to want to do so. Drugs should at minimum be decriminalized and at most legalized, regulated, and taxed and that tax could be used for rehabilitation purposes. You know, how many people are sitting in jail for minor drug violations that hurt absolutely nobody but themselves? You know, if we and the rest of the Americas could legalize drugs, regulate them, tax them, drug gangs would disappear. I mean, you don't see much of a black market in cigarettes, do you? You don't see much of a black market in alcohol, do you? No, these are two evils that we have legalized, and we need to do the same with the rest of the drugs out there. President Guillermo Lasso has declared a state of emergency in Ecuador for 30 days, and one of the principal measures is the invasion of your home. The decree also suspends male privacy and public gatherings in the latest city of attack in nearby cities where the attacks have been taking place. So not only are, is the drug cartels running rampant around there, and in an effort to fight it, they're going to invade your home looking for these people. They're going to invade your privacy to mail, which I find thoroughly disgusting you know you're not going to be able to gather publicly you know so here we got a country ecuador and south america where they're denying people basic rights that should be had everywhere in the world again we need to help these countries be more free 
create better lives for the citizens in these Latin America countries so they all don't want to come here. So this is all part of my immigration attitude too. Um, so far as of the last, when I put all these notes together, 11 raids have resulted in the last couple of weeks and those 11 raids resulted in just five arrests. So their success rate on picking quality places to invade apparently really is horrible. What can be done to help? Well, let me give you one example of what can be done to help. This is in Brazil. One example involves Canada and Brazil. A Canada firm is planning to build Latin America's largest potash mine industry, and it's going to be near the rainforest. The agreement would employ local Mura indigenous people as it seeks their backing for the project. This would greatly reduce Brazil's reliance on imports, and it would sell 100% of the potash that they mine locally, so it would be kept in country. The Mura people, however, fear the mine would bring prostitution and crime to the area. So they need to... Same thing we have problems with here with the you know Native Americans. They a lot of times oppose pipelines and everything else even though it would benefit the country so they're having that same issue in brazil with the mura people a deal had been reached but without mura consent and commentary on the issue it may not happen and the approval depends on them you know as i said this sounds a lot like some of the indigenous issues native american issues we have here if it does go through, it would provide 1,000 direct jobs and up to 5,000 indirect jobs. Uh, the project is expected to cost $2.6 and if passed, would start by 2026. So here we have an example of Canada at least trying to take business into Brazil to the indigenous people and create better lives for them. We need more of this throughout the Americas, throughout Central America, throughout South America, you know, where some of the dictatorships are happening, like Venezuela. You know, let's help Americans. Let's help the Americas. Production of the potash from start to end would actually cost less than transportation alone for the potash they presently import. Brazil already is the second largest user behind China. And this could possibly make them the biggest. I don't know. You know, but this, all of this is an example of what I want to do with immigration. And it's an example of what I want to do, you know, by staying out of the Eastern Hemisphere, all the headaches we have in the Middle East, Russia, Ukraine, China, and Taiwan. You know, we need to set ourselves up to get away from all that BS halfway around the world, and let's help our American neighbors. You know, we can make life better in Central America and South America by concentrating our assistance there by helping businesses do business in those areas you know help american businesses i'd love to see an america where canada the u.s mexico and all those central american countries <clears throat> excuse me 
are like one big giant happy family you know i mean it's never going to be completely like that but we can do a much better job than what we are you know so let's do it let's help the americas i've said it numerous times screw the rest of the world you know we don't need to be sending young men and women over there to die for useless causes just because of oil or some other supposed self-interest our self-interest should be here in the americas not halfway around the world anyway with that let's call it a podcast you know the mantra question authority and always be free thank you for listening to the dakota rustler show a production of dl root buzzsprout.com and their affiliates any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited until next time have a great day and don't forget to subscribe